Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York. And it has been a wild weekend. I hope you guys really enjoyed the um, episodes, the True Crime and the Drunk Awards. Um, the True Crime really seemed to be a hit with you guys. It took off in a way I didn't, even I didn't expect. Um, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Where Will and I are putting together um, some some more True Crime episodes probably to carry us through. Um, I'll be here all week again. Uh, because we love you, and <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> um, I, but I do want to say that um, next week I will be out. Uh, will and I are working on production notes right now. Not production notes, but like trying to figure out production and what we're going to do, um, because I'm going to be busy with family. And I, so I don't know if I'm going to turn over the reins to him or if um, I'll, I'll record um, maybe just not as much or if we're just going to take a hiatus. Um, as soon as we come to that agreement, I'll let you know. We have um, a production meeting scheduled for Wednesday and for Thursday so we can get through this and figure it out. So last night was the Oscars. And first of all, I just want to say this is going to be a longer episode than normal because it was the Oscars. And there's going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of gossip um, swirling around. So don't be surprised by that. Um, but first, I just want to go through some of the winners with you. I'm not going to go through all of them because, frankly, you don't care. And you're here for the gossip, not for the winners. <laughs> Best Picture, Green Book. If you've seen Will and Terry, or Will and Terry, um, Terry and Anderson, you will know that Will called this from the very beginning. I disagreed with him very strongly. Um, not, you know, some people would say that I did it because I'm, to be a douchebag or to be con- contrary. But... That's not it at all, actually. I really didn't think it was going to. When we recorded Will and Terry, the um, the first episode, um, it was more for um, me really believing that A Star is Born was the frontrunner. But Green Book ended up winning, which was shocking. Um, directing went to Alfonso Cuaron. Again, me and Mel kind of agreed on that. We That's not really a huge surprise there. Um, the Academy loves him. They're going to continue to support him. Lead actress. What the fuck happened there? I'm not even sorry for swearing at you all. This was, was supposed to be between Glenn Close and Lady Gaga. Olivia Coleman came out of nowhere and stole that award. I don't know what happened. Um, and Will and I talked about it last night. And we both agreed, like, Glenn Close or Gaga should have won. Um, I, think, I think what it was is they wanted to give the favorite something. And they had no reason not to give it to... Give her, give it, 
um, Best Actress. I'm surprised they didn't go with Amy Adams, but, um, Amy Adams was, of course, supported, um, in the Best Supporting Actress category, and, um, that ended up going to Regina King, much Regina King deserves that. I am sorry. I don't care who you are. You can disagree with me all you want. That's fine. But you're never going to change my mind. Regina King owned that category, period. Um, outstanding lead actor, Rami Malek. I am stunned. This is one of Will's calls. I was convinced... Um, I I just I was convinced that Bradley Cooper was going to take it. I don't know if if Fox just ran a better campaign than Warner Brothers or um if people just really thought that Rami did a much better job acting or maybe maybe there was some sort of backlash against the stars born that I'm not aware of. Um because it got shut out of all the major categories. Best Supporting Actor, which I thought was going to be Sam Elliott. I, I really thought it was Sam Elliott's to lose. Um, and he did it. He lost it to Markasha. Mar- Mar- I can never say his name right. Ali for Green Book. And again, this was one of Will's calls. He, in Anderson, in, or Terry and Anderson, he called it right away. He said that this was going to be another victory for him. I said it was too soon after his last win. But I was proven wrong. Um, the the coincidental or weird thing about the best supporting and the best lead actor categories, both winners now stand at one hundred percent of winning. Ali um has been nominated twice and won both times, and Rami Malek won on his first time. So congratulations, uh, congratulations to all the winners. Um, Spike Lee didn't go home empty-handed. He won Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansmen. Um, it, it, it's a travesty that he has not won for directing. I don't care what anyone says. That man deserves a directing award. Um, and Will and I talked about that last night a little bit, um, during our meeting. And one final award that I want to talk about, Best Song... Shallow from A Star is Born. Lady Gaga won her first Oscar. Why is this important? Because she... And I have to double check the Emmy. I don't think she's won an Emmy yet. Um, But Lady Gaga now has the Grammy and the Oscar. Um... In her, in her, um, alleged, um, journey to EGA. Um, I'm looking up right now. I'm looking up if she's ever won a Emmy right now. I don't think she has. I feel like I would remember that, to be honest. I don't even think she's been nominated for an Emmy. Oh, yeah, she was nominated for an Emmy. Um, I can't think of what the song is called. Till It Happens to You, that's what the song is called.
Um, I think that song was also nominated for um, yeah the song was also nominated for an Oscar so this is her first win uh, for her first Oscar win obviously she's won a, a shit ton of um Grammys. She's been nominated for three Emmys, not one yet, but that's bound to change. Um, I would look for her to start focusing in on an Emmy win and a Tony win. The Tony win will be fairly easy because if she uses, if she uses her songs that and creates a jukebox musical, it'll first of all it would just be an out of the gate smash. Um, but that seems to be the way that people, um, superstars are going. Um, Beautiful, the Carol King story did that and won. And, um, the Cher show is on track to at least be Tony nominated. I don't know if it'll actually win. That, you know, that's just one of those things where, um... That happens when it happens. Um, I'm going to go. This is already 10 minutes in, so I need to go grab a drink, and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, one of the, the most fun things is to talk about the fashion. Um, and I, you know, I I looked at all the fashions. I, you know, not really stuck out to me except for Lady Gaga. And now people are going to accuse me of just being, just loving her and whatever. And yes, yes, I do. I do love Lady Gaga. And no, I'm not going to apologize. I would lose my gay card. And I am nothing if not gay. (laughs) And this is not going to turn into like a Joan and Melissa Rivers. Who are you wearing? that's just not who I am. Um, I, I do have a friend who's a very, very fashionable fashionista, which is redundant, and I didn't need to um, say all that. But anyways, you know, I I always try to get her, um, when I had generation dress up, I always tried to get her to do Fashion Fridays. And she seemed interested. When I moved to New York, she wanted to do Fashion Week with me, and we just haven't had the time. Anyways, um, so Lady Gaga wore a really cute black dress. Um, it was by Alexander McQueen, and she wore black elbow-length gloves. Now, I, first of all, I'm just the type of person who I love coordinated, I love coordinated outfits like that. Black on black. I love it. Um, And this is just one more step in Gaga's evolution. During the fame, uh, during the fame, fame monster uh, and Born This Way eras, she was over the top and meat dressy and whatever. But her album with Tony Bennett, Cheek to Cheek, 
and uh, even Joanne, um, and especially the A Star is Born, has ushered in a more classical, um, I don't want to say less daring, but definitely more classical era of costuming for her. Much more elegant, much more subtle. Um, our political statements are are now subject to her actual voice, um, her songs, her art, and not so much what she's wearing. Uh, but one one item on her that is just stunning and people were really talking about it was the Tiffany Diamond. And it is worth more than $30 million. It's it's said that it's probably one of the most expensive pieces of jewelry ever worn to the Oscars. And, you know, sometimes the expensive jewelry gets really gaudy. Like, look at me, I'm rich. But this was actually very demure and toned down and really fit with her whole look. And the last time that anyone wore the Tiffany diamond in public was Audrey Hepburn for promotional stills um, for Breakfast at Tiffany's. And my goodness, I, I mean, it's just... Gaga, at this, at this stage in her career, she's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that she has talent. Um, and Terry and Anderson, um, which is going to be on Patreon, Will says... Do I? He asked me, "Do I think that um, Gaia will start to get the respect she deserves and, and recognized for her talent, or will the haters and music critics still do think pieces about why she's relevant?" My answer, my answer to him, and it remains unchanged, is when a woman is as, as successful as Lady Gaga is not every actress there's maybe a handful of of working actresses today who can say that they got nominated their first time out not a fluke not you know oh I was cast in a Oscar baby movie which maybe a star a star is born could be considered Oscar baby I guess but she has earned universal praise for her performance that's not that's not something that's easy to come by um, but there's still gonna be those people who say, "Why her? why now why 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 and the the simple truth of this matter is like Barbara Streisand before her and um even Liza Minnelli, Lady Gaga has talent. And I think it threatens people that she is so talented, that she is so easily 
um, able to take on all these different skins and do all these different things. And it it really doesn't help that she was such a provocateur in the beginning. And now she's suddenly trying, not trying, she's showing us the classier side now. And I think that's kind of leaving people a little upside down, for lack of a better word. And speaking of upside down, I am going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, one of the highlights of last night's show was Melissa McCarthy and um, Brian Tyree Henry presenting a best costume design. So, okay. Obviously, this is a podcast, and even for the vlog, or vlog as Will calls it, there's not really much costume design. Whatever I decide to put on that day, that's what I wear. Um, that sounded so sarcastic, and I promise you it was not. Um, but, but honestly, like, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, but we, you know, we talk about clothes and especially like on, when we're watching TV, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who's always like, oh my God, like, mm-mm, no, they're dressed like poor people. I know because I bought that shirt at Target. They need to be dressed in these like real people. And of course real people are poor and buying clothes from Target. Hence why I do it. <laughs> but, you know, it, like I guess for me the expectation is different for, for movies and t- or for TV and movies. And you know, to be perfectly frank, and my film teacher, Laura Kendall, is going to yell at me for saying this, but I don't pay that much attention to the clothes. I'm always looking at the storyline. And, you know, and, and she's, she's always right when she says, the story is but a little component in this whole process of making a movie. She's absolutely right about that. Anyways, so Melissa McCarthy and um, Brian Tyree Henry presented, and in a weird, lovely, hilarious mashup of The Favorite and Mary Queen of Scots, Melissa McCarthy came out in this weird rabbit dress. Uh, and that's really the best way I can describe it. Um, and her hair was red. It was fantastic. She said, Melissa McCarthy said, ironically, of course, these artists create a prestige of textiles with authenticity, yet never distract from the story. Costume designers construct the looks around a character to a particular to a particular time and place in the subtlest, subtlest of ways. 
and Brian Tyree Henry uh, said so true and he was dressed up like a character from Mary Poppins um and so like all jokes is everything inside first of all Melissa McCarthy is just the best I love her and I'm really upset that there was an upset in the best actress category and she she didn't take home the Oscar but I, I think she's gonna have another chance down the road Especially if she keeps, if she keeps up this whole, do a couple comedies, which is her brand, and then doing a serious or semi-serious Oscar baiting movie, I think she has a real shot at winning an Oscar one day. And just for the record, the winner here was um, Black Panther costume designer Ruth E. Carter the first African-American woman to win the award. Um, I, I keep wanting to say that she's the first African-American um, period, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But I mean, this was a history-making night, and I'm just so... surprised um that this this was a very very diverse um Oscar ceremony I mean and I mean that in the best possible way the deserving parties won for the most part I'm still pissed off about Olivia Coleman (sighs) okay I'm gonna go and I'll be right back and I'm back. So, one of the surprises of the night for viewers of the Oscars was Julia Roberts presenting the Best Picture nominee, um, the Best Picture award. However, there had been buzz um, throughout the day that she was going to appear. And there was even some speculation um, weeks ago that she was going to show up. Some people thought she might actually end up being the host. Of course that didn't happen. Um, It was a hostless show. Which people the people who watched and I'm not saying I don't know how many people actually watched um, those numbers are not out yet. At least as of me recording this. Um, I'm sure there are preliminary numbers. I just haven't seen them yet. Anyways. Um. But. From all the online activity I've seen. People kind of liked it better without the host. And. Um. (coughs) It just kind of. Grew from there. So. With Julia Roberts making a first surprise appearance, first of all, she looked fabulous. She had on this hot pink dress, and she really did. I mean, y'all know I love my Julia, but 
it was really, really a great, great um, dress for her. Um, it you know, and she uh, she did what she was supposed to do. She 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 presented. Um, a lot of people are confused as to what happened because they didn't think she would show or or even come to the Oscars uh, because everyone really expected her to be nominated for Ben is Beautiful and when she didn't get a nomination they figured that she just wouldn't show up I think and I could be wrong here but I think the reason why she did show up first of all you don't want to look across as a sore loser. That's pair of 101. Presenting Best Picture is a big deal. Presenting Best Picture solo is an even bigger deal. It, you know, and it sounds like, oh, you know, I, I'm kissing the Academy's ass. No. I truly, truly believe that presenting at the Oscars period is a is a big fucking deal. I, furthermore, I think that presenting one of the big awards is an even bigger deal than just going to the Oscars. Presenting Best Picture. It's like mind blowing. And despite despite not being nominated, despite everything else, Julia Roberts is a movie star. And I believe that she's going to want to I mean first of all she's gonna to want to work again. But more than that I believe she's going to... She's in this phase now where she's trying to win Oscars. And we can discuss her career choices any day of the week. In the 90s, she was the biggest movie star in the world, bar none. If you if you want to debate me, please come my way. Let's do this. The only, the only movie star who could have been bigger than her was Tom Cruise, or is Tom Cruise, and I don't know if they've, I can't remember if they've ever teamed up or not, but I would love a Tom Cruise Julia Roberts movie. Anyways, um, my, my heart just went like thinking about that. Um, but anyways, Julia Roberts showing up is. Her way of reminding people how elegant she is and how great of an actress she is. Um, and I was saying in the 90s, she was a big star. She chose the movies that were going to make money. And then in 2000, she started kind of adding in these Oscar baiting movies. Um, like Aaron Brockovich, which ended up winning her Best Actress Award. Um, 
And she's been nominated a few times after that, I believe. And then in the 2010s, that has been her primary focus. We can debate until we're blue in the face as to why. Um, But I think that's just how she thought her career should go. Make as much money as quickly as possible while you're in your your 20s and 30s. Your 40s, you can start to get serious. In your 50s, you you go for the Oscar movies. You, you try to win the Oscars. And when you don't win an Oscar, you present the Best Picture Award. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So let's talk about that Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper performance. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't cough. You all know that by now. Uh, anyway, so Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performed their Oscar winning song, Shallow, together. And it got the internet buzzing. Um, Mel B. And I have to, just real fast, I have to send a shout out to Mandy for sending this to me. Um, I was swamped with having to write some articles today, and I probably would have missed or not seen this had she not sent it to me. So, thank you, Mandy. Um, Moby was offended and all upset for Bradley Cooper's girlfriend, um, Irina Shirnak. I don't know how to say her last name. On CDM, she's known as Iron Shark, so... There you go. Um, in any case, she thought it was highly inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. They were in a movie together. They were promoting a single. And make no mistake, yes, they were they were performing for, um, for the Oscars. Yes, they were up for an award. But they're also trying to, they're still trying to move singles. They're still trying to move album sales. Just because the movie's over and the album's been out, that doesn't mean that the the shucking and the shelling stops. You you keep going. You know, you and you try you you try to sell as much as you can. Um I've talked to you guys about the books that I've published, um, Shape of Love. You know, I still... It's been out for almost a year now. I st- I'm still out there pimping it out every chance I get. Articles I write, I'll repost and, you know, just to get the views up. Because that's what you do. That's how you make, that's how you make money. Yes. Yes, Bradley and Lady Gaga have a ton of chemistry. No, I do not believe they're going to end up being a couple. Um, for a couple of reasons. But, um, mostly because I do subscribe to the belief that Bradley Cooper is gay. And because I subscribe to this belief, there's very little that can be said to convince me that he is going to, or that he's going to seriously date a woman. He's with Irina 
because it was a bearding situation that worked out for both of them. It helped both of their careers. If he and Lady Gaga do pair up, I bet any money they don't spend any time together. She has Las Vegas residency. She has a tour coming up. I believe she's dropping another album. She's probably trying to work on... Um, she's probably trying to work on landing another movie role. And, and I almost, I'm going to bet, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, I'm going to bet any money she pairs up with a certain queen of pop. And they do a musical together. Um, but again, we'll talk more about that in the next segment. Uh, as far as Bradley and Lady Gaga go, I, I truly do believe that they're friends. I, I do believe that they adore one another. But I don't believe that working together made them fall in love and suddenly they're going to be a couple. If that narrative comes out, it's going to be because it benefits both of them somehow. And not romantically. Um, you know, I don't know why Gaga has been in this string of allegedly fake relationships. Um, the going theory is that she's doing it because she um, she wants to seem desirable. Um. But, I mean, even going back to the Taylor Kinney romance, that was rumored to be fake, too. And he just moved on to a new beard. Um, and that just seems really odd to me. It would make a certain amount of sense that she feels like, you know, she she has to have a companion in order to present a certain image. I'm just wondering... Why? Madonna has been doing this for, God, like almost 40 years now. And, yeah, I mean, she she has her little boy toys and whatever. But you can, at least some of her relationships were real. It's really, going through, it's kind of hard to separate which ones were real and which ones were fake. Um, but... I'm going to get to more Lady Gaga and Madonna in the next segment. So I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, This is the after Oscars drunk gossip, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) rundown. Um, And Lady Gaga, it it seems like she's been threaded throughout each of these segments. And that's because she has. Um... She was probably the most visible person around last night. Um, At the Vanity Fair party, she and Madonna met up. And they actually took a really cute picture together. And it set off all the speculation online as to whether or not they finally given up their feud. First, I think they have. Um, and I think that's a great thing. Even though we got some really cool music out of it, like um, uh, I Fucked Up, Nicki Minaj has a verse, 
that, I mean, where she does, she's not even subtle. She just says, you're more original than Gaga. Um, and that's how deep their feud was. Uh, but I, I always think that Gaga was paying homage to Madonna instead of trying to copy her deliberately. That That's just the impression I always got. Um, but so they took this picture together and it set off all the speculation that their feud is over. And, you know, oh my god, what's Pop going to do now that there's not two divas fighting one another? First of all, Ariana Grande is saying, hold my ponytail, while she goes in feuds with um, Miley Cyrus, or, I don't know, some of those, I think it's Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus, I haven't looked into it because I've been focused on the Oscars. Um, maybe it's not Ariana, because I thought they got along, I know they used to be friends. Anyways, um... There's also speculation now that Madonna and Lady Gaga are trying to team up for a new movie musical. One of the rumors is that they want to do Wicked together. But there's there's two obvious problems here. A, both of them are a little bit too old to play either Glinda or Elphaba. And neither one of them are going to take a a backseat. Neither one of them are going to um, play a supporting character. You can try to sell me all you want that they're going to, but I don't believe you. Um, Gaga could more or less pull off... Um, Glinda, if she really, really needed to. Um, but there's no way, even with CGI, that Madonna can pull off Elphaba. Um, I had suggested that they're going to do a version of Warpaint. Um, which would have a little bit of a... Um, for lack of a better word, a little irony to it because Patty Lapone says she met Madonna and all Madonna said to her was she was short. Of course Patty Lapone played one of the leads in War Paint when it was on Broadway. Um uh, we're I've been trying to rack my brain for any other musical that has two female leads that would they, that they would fit. I haven't found one yet. It could be an original musical, but I am convinced that these two are going to hook up um, either in a movie part or in a song. Um, just because that's usually what happens when Madonna um, makes news with somebody. Um, y'all remember back when she kissed Britney Spears, um, at the VMA Awards, and then Me Against the Music was released. Um, she made headlines, I forgot how her and Nicki Minaj made headlines, but I I do know that they made headlines, 
and Give Me All Your Love was released. This is her pattern. Again, for better or worse, Madonna is very, um, I don't want to say very predictable because that's not true. Um, but she does have certain things that she does to help um, promote a single. And maybe we're getting a whole album. You know, um, Gaga did a whole album of standards with Tony Bennett. Maybe her and Madonna are going to do a whole um, album together. That would be awesome. And then they could turn that album into a musical. I just went to gay heaven. And there's a lot less Ben Platt than I wanted. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So one of the... One of the moments I just learned about... um, And this is why I don't use production notes, people. Because I need to be able to be nimble and talk about things I just learned about. So I just learned about this. It was just... um, this happened on the red carpet. Ashley Graham was interviewing people. Um, I don't know why. Maybe for E or something. Probably for E because E hires anyone with a name to work the red carpet for them. Anyways, um, she was interviewing Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. And she asked Jason to do a tribal dance. And Lisa Monet was not having that. She was like, mm-mm, girl, mm-mm, no. And she, sh- she shook her head and then... But Ashley Graham wasn't about to give up. So she asked Jason to do a tribal yell, which he did. And then um, moved on. Now, why is this a story? First of all, Lisa Bonet is a goddess. All right? I don't care what happened between her and Cosby... All those years ago. That woman needs to be working. She needs to have her own show. Or be part of a ensemble drama. Because she's amazing. I love her. Love her. And Ashley Graham. Okay, I'm actually a fan of Ashley Graham. I think she's a wonderful human being. Um, I don't know. maybe, Maybe she was prompted to ask for this. Um, by her producers or by a director or someone. I don't know. Um, but it seemed very, very wrong. Like, you're, you're on the Oscars with fucking red carpet. Act like it, okay? Like, there's a certain reverence that has to go into this sort of stuff. When I'm nominated for an Oscar, and God willing, I will be one day... <clears throat> I will be, I will not be my usual self. I will not be bubbly. I will be very serious and very unedge-like. And I can already tell you, a bunch of my friends are paying right now to get me nominated for an Oscar. Just to have me act like a normal person for one night. Like, I'm betting Will is leading the way. Or maybe Will and, and Mandy. Or maybe Will, Mandy, and Dave. I don't know. But these people are trying to get me nominated for an Oscar. Um, Just to see me act normal one night. (laughs) Anyway. um, And I I truly believe um, both the guest and 
um, the, both the guests and the reporters have to give the right amount of reverence and respect to... I mean, I get it. It's the right car, but it's not like we're performing brain surgery. But, also, it's the red carpet. And this is not about a night of who can drink the most champagne or who can talk for the longest. Because, y'all, I got everyone beat. I do a half-hour daily podcast that usually runs about an hour. With very few breaks in between. So if they want to play that game with me, I will beat them. I will beat them at their own game. <laughs> Just like, we were joking, um, I believe it was Dave and I, we were joking about me um, running for our political office one day. And he was like, you know what? They're going to put you in charge of the filibusters. You'll just be up there talking about nothing and everything at the same time. <laughs> He's like, no one's going to know what the fuck you're talking about anymore. Which is what happened with this segment. Um, back to Jason, Lisa Bonet, and Ashley Cram. Um, so here, here's why I went off on that tangent about me being able to... Um, about the reverence of the red carpet. These people are dressed up. It's it's a professional setting. And it deserves to be treated as such. If you want to ask him to do a tribal dance, do it at the Golden Globes. Do it while you interview him on a talk show. But don't do it on the red carpet because that's not the time or the place. And I'm glad Lisa Winning shook her head no and didn't let Ashley Graham get away with it. And Ashley Graham, please get yourself together and don't work for E anymore. They're tarnishing your, your reputation and I don't like it. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, let's talk falling. There's some sort of weird curse or something with people who win Oscars falling off the stage. I'm looking at you, Jennifer Lawrence. She was the first one who really captured attention. Um, A few years ago, she won an Oscar for, I believe, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, She went to accept her award, and she fell on the stage. Okay, no big deal. She was, at the time, she was cultivating an every woman persona. And I think most of us assumed that's what this was, was just her um, building on that persona. Um, because shortly before, shortly after, like, she's doing an interview and she burped. And she was like, ah, he, he, he. Anyways. <laughs> Last night, Rami Malek won the Best Actor Award. And I don't know what he was trying to do or what, you know, if he thought he was being cute or whatever. But so he wins the Best best Actor statue. And then he tries to jump off of the Oscar stage into the audience like it's a mosh pit. 
what the actual fuck? Between Ashley Graham trying to get Jason Momoa to do a tribal dance in the middle of the red carpet and Rami Malek being so tweaked out on whatever drug he was taking and he must have been on something because how dare he try to jump into the Oscar audience like this is Saturday night at the rave. I don't know what happened at this Oscars. <laughs> it's like they didn't have a host and everyone suddenly went wild. This is why the Academy needs a host. Not for the ratings. Not for... Not to add extra time to the show. But to keep people from doing stupid shit like asking a star to do a tribal dance. And to keep Rami Malek from acting like this is a rave and people are going to catch him if he jumps off the stage. That's not how the Oscars work. Maybe the Oscars in a porno would work like that. Like, oh, I just won this big hard statue. Now I'm going to jump in and let you... I'm not going to finish that. You all can imagine where I was going with that, though. <laughs> so after he jumped off the stage, um, paramedics came and checked him out and treated him. And he was seen partying afterwards. Um, they, everyone has said it wasn't a major injury. It was more just like a bruise. Um, I'm hoping it bruised his ego a little bit because Rami Malik, you lied to win the Oscar. And then you tweaked. And don't come at me. Don't at me saying I shouldn't be saying this. Any sane person in their right mind would not have jumped off the Oscar stage. Sorry, not sorry. You can be a fan of Rami and still admit that that was a stupid thing for him to do. I, you know, and it's really, here's the other interesting thing. Um, Blind Gossip had a blind, which I think I actually read on here one day, talking about um, how he planned on winning. Like, they, he told two lies and they were, getting, they were writing a third lie. The first line was his relationship with with Lucy Boynton. Um, The second lie was that he had no idea about the Brian Singer allegations, which, total lie. And then third was um, they didn't end up having to pull a trigger on because they felt fairly confident that he was going to win. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't know if this... If this one is going to catapult him to the A-list, or if he's just going to watch his career wither away and do nothingness. I'm hoping for the best for him. I really am. Um, I think he's a very talented actor. But he has to get out of this Hollywood game, and he just has to be authentic to who he is. That's why people loved him when he... You know, he wasn't making a ton of money or making a lot of movies. But people loved him. He was popular. That's why he was cast in Mr. Robot. That's why he coasted to a win for Mr. Robot. And the show was USA's highest rated show. For the first season, maybe two. But then he started playing the Hollywood game. And I think... Um, and there, there are some allusions to him using drugs. 
on crazy days and nights as well. Um, I think when he started having to play these stupid games is when he started using him and making bad decisions. Um, and I and I hope he comes back from it. As of right now, I haven't seen him signed up for anything else. His IMDb after the fourth season of Mr. Robot is bare. Maybe it's by design. Maybe he wants to take a break. Or maybe no one wants to hire him because he's a risk right now. Let's think about that. And I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So one final piece of Oscar news before I leave you for the evening. The show is actually up in the ratings. Um, now we've talked about this before. At one point in time, there were nearly 100 million people regularly watching the Oscars. And that was just in the United States alone. Time has evaporated that audience. Um, time DVR. Um, there, there's some argument as to whether or not political speeches have played a part in this. Um, I don't think so. Because American Sniper, when that was nominated a few years ago, was very, very um, conservative, leaning right. And the ratings that year were still down. So I don't think it has, I don't really believe it has anything to do with politics. I think the reason why there's so many declines is because there's, first of all, it's long. There's a lot more competition now, too. Um, last night's Oscar telecast went up against The Walking Dead. Um, the season finale of True Detective. And, I mean, and frankly, and those are the big ones. There, There's literally hundreds of channels. Plus Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. So they're really competing for attention here. Um... Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph opened the show, um, letting everyone know that they were not the host. Um, well, to, okay, if I'm actually being accurate, which is what Will would yell at me for, um, Queen, featuring Adam Lambert, opened the show with um, their rendition of We Will Rock You and... We are the champions. Then Tina Fey um, and company took over and did a little bit of a comedy sketch. And so what do I attribute to the ratings month this year? It was up like, um, I, I would double check deadline, but I don't want to leave that long of a pause. Um, I, but I, I'm pretty sure they said something like 14% or something like that. From last year's all-time lows. So, I think the difference between this year and last year, there were a lot more blockbusters on the ballot. It was a lot more diverse um, than it ever has been before. And now, before anyone asks me about this, 
I'm not saying that that's, those are the only two reasons. But when you have a movie like Black Panther, A Star is Born, those are movies that a lot of people have seen. And they don't really have a lot of crossover appeal. So you're, you probably grab some of the Black Panther people, you probably grab some of the, the Star is Born people. Plus, there is the whole controversy with um, Kevin Hart. I'm a, subs- uh, I'm a big subscriber in the belief that there's no such thing as bad publicity. And I think all of the controversy surrounding Kevin Hart and all these whack decisions that they made and then unmade helped to bolster so that 14, let's say that 14%, let, um, if we had gone with the usual trend of it dipping between 5 and 10%, <clears throat> if we look at it like that, the controversies probably bounce, help bounce it 20%. Um, and they're, you know, today they've regrouped, they Monday morning quarterbacked what went right, what went wrong, and they're, or, they already have an eye towards next year. Next year, they're probably going to have a host again. Because, believe it or not, the show does work better with a host. You know, maybe this year it seemed okay. But there's a reason why everyone wants to host the Oscars. I don't think they're going to go with a Jimmy Kimmel. um, Or uh, someone like that. They might go with an Ellen... Although, if she's mired in her own controversy, that seems very unlikely as well. Maybe they could go with a Chelsea Handler, who... (laughs) That would be fun, just to watch people freak out over them naming Chelsea Handler, the Oscars host. (laughs) I so want that to happen right now. (laughs) Alright, I just threw myself into a fit of giggles, so I'm gonna go... (laughs) Um, Oscar ratings were up this year, 29.6 million, um, up from a low of 27 point something million last year. Thank you all so much for listening as always, and until next time, cheers.